This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Hello, Canada. Zucchino, Weeks in studio. I'm exhausted. The Masters is still not over. (laughs) You got a lingering Masters hangover? We got the Masters hangover. I thought you were on holiday this week. It's next week. Next week I'll be away. Yes. Leading Wednesday. Getting ready. I thought like immediately when the the door would close on the Masters, Bob would vanish. If I would be smart, I would have done that, but no. That's all right. Um... We got lots to talk about today, and we're not going to close. I guess we'll officially close the door on the Masters, but we're going to hear from Tiger and Butler's cabin. We still have a lot more Tiger talk. Um, I will convince you it's the greatest comeback of all time. <laughs> I know I mean, Scully, I, I, I don't even have to convince him. I just got to say, Scully, it's the greatest comeback of all time. He's just going to nod. Any any more reflection, Bob? It's been it's been a few days. It's you, you know, there's been a lot of people have chimed in from all around the world of sports and entertainment. I'm sure you know everybody you've bumped into wants to talk about it. So. Yeah, that's the. You know, that's the most amazing part is how many people it touched. And I have not gone anywhere to any function, the coffee shop, uh, anywhere you go. First thing people want to ask, you know, Mm -hmm. wow, wasn't that amazing? And they want to talk about it. So it's obviously touched people in a big way, which is great. I'm a little sick and tired of it, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) But but no, it's great. As Bob walks out of the studio in anger. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's amazing how how it's touched so many people and sparked um, already talk about the PGA Championship. Mm -hmm. It's, It's... like you said, the debate about whether it's the greatest comeback in history of sport or where's Tiger's legacy, can Tiger catch Jack? Mm-hmm. There's so many conversations that have come out and are looking forward now, I find, as well, as people talking about you know what a remarkable victory. And to me, when I look back now, um, it's stunning how many other guys kind of, I don't want to say collapse because they didn't collapse, but how many other guys fell short. Uh, Molinari, you know, and those and Brooks Kepka and Ian Poulter and Tony Fino all hitting in the water on 12 is is stunning to me and how the none of those guys that were at the top of the leaderboard with Tiger put in a low round all the low rounds came from like Shoffley or guys who were a little bit further back who couldn't catch him so there's all sorts of stuff that you go through in reflection but i think now the more the further away we get from it the more people are looking at what's next. Right, and I think, uh, and we'll get into this later on, I think, in Scully time, uh, how we feel about the chase for 18, how we feel about in terms of uh, a comeback and where this might sit for us personally. Um, But I think from, uh, just to kind of follow up on what you were suggesting, Bob, it's almost, it was very clinical, it was very Nicholas-esque. He had a number, he had a way, a, a game plan that he was going to go to. There was holes he was going to attack and holes he wasn't. I think the perfect example of that was the shot he hit on 12 was the shot he was going to hit all day regardless of what happened. You know what, just to, just to touch on that for a second, think what would have happened, perhaps, if Tiger had the honor on that hole. What do you think would have happened? You think, I think, I think he hits he, the same shot. But I think he adjusted after what he saw maybe by, do, right? by Maybe by 10 to 15 feet. I think he went. You think he would get further. more aggressive? I than think that? he went. No, I think he. Well, I think his his initial. Yeah, I think he would have been more aggressive off the tee. I think he would have played further right. Mm-hmm. And you know, when when I talked to Corey afterwards, not on our interview that we'll we'll hear from we're going to hear from Corey. Yeah. He was talking about how the winds were really tough to read down there, which they always are, of course. 
But, you know, I think he played safe after seeing Molinari's shot go into the water. And uh, and he probably saw before the group before the guys go in the water, right? Because he's on the right. left. Although they were really a long way back. That was the other thing about how slow they played. Um, so I don't know. It might, you know, if he doesn't, if he goes up first, maybe he's not the Masters winner. Who knows? Who knows? And all those things have to line up. And uh, in order to win, listen, unless you're going to win the U.S. Open by 15, the Masters by 12, or what Rory did on, on a few occasions, winning it like by eight, there's a handful of majors, you know, in the last 30 years where we go, okay, this guy was just playing an, another event. With the exception of those rare occasions in history, you need breaks. You need bounces. It's a putt here, a chip there. Every week. Right. Every, Every week, week on the PGA right. Tour. So this week at the Masters was no different. We've got a busy show. We're going to hear from Tiger. Butler Cabin, part one, part two. Bob, one-on-one with Corey Connors. What a couple of weeks for Corey Connors. Really life-changing material in the last uh, 14 days for Corey. Jim Kineski from the Great Lakes Tour going to be uh, by. They're kicking off their season this week as well. So we'll uh, get a uh, get caught up with Jim. Winners, weird and what? Scully time. Leaderboard updates from all around the world of golf. But first, let's do some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf. For precision in any condition, visit BushnellGolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. And welcome, Bushnell Golf, to the Golf Talk Canada family. I've been a Bushnell customer for a long time yeah i like the gun i much prefer i've never like trusted the watches and stuff like i know they give you like general you know yep but anytime your gp yeah i like the point and shoot and know that the number and that's i've always been that guy when you're as good as i am bob (laughs) you know you need to have it right down to a (laughs) the number i thought you'd have one of those things built into your eye you could just press I'm sure Bushnell's working on it, right? Uh, Well, we're looking to do forward some fun things with Bushnell on TV and radio, including uh, some proximity to the whole leaders and things like that, and listener contests throughout the summer where you can win some great Bushnell product. So more to come on that. Welcome to the Golf Talk Canada family. RBC Heritage, Web.com Tour, and the Champions Tour, Bob, all uh, delayed due to darkness because they all had stoppages in play in round two because of a severe weather system that came through the air. I mean, listen, if Good Friday was the soggy Good Friday everywhere. <laughs> just about on the on the northeast, it was pretty uh, pretty sloppy out there. And as people listening in our area here in, in the Toronto area, southwestern Ontario, know for sure. But they're back at it right now, and, and you know, for the good and the good thing is that most of the round, most of the second round got played. So, for instance, Shane Lowry, who's leading at uh, Heritage, is now finished his 17th hole. He had two holes left to play. And uh, most of the guys will get done. They'll get back on track. Tonight. I would think so. After the cut, they should be able to make, uh, play catch up and and, uh, and get back on this. We do have some Canadians that have made the cut. We will do leaderboard updates later on in the program. Speaking of Canadians who have made the cut, potentially 18 holes away from another historic victory for Brooke Henderson, the opportunity for number eight. And that's important because now she, at a very young age, is uh, won as many times on the professional tour as Mike Weir is one, as George Knudsen is one. Here she goes again, trying to defend at the Lotte Championship. Yeah, and of course catching that uh, the her her one of her idols, Sandra Post. Sandra as Post, well, yes, who's in there. But yeah, Brooke um, Brooke started off a little bit slow. It was a really windy day out in Hawaii. It was it was a great day for television, by the way, for Rain. I watched the Leaf game, I watched the Raptor game, I watched TFC, and then I flipped it over. And caught Brooke. Do you have bed sores? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) But uh, Brooke Brooke, uh, started off, had a bogey and a birdie on the front nine, and then ripped it up on the backside, went birdie, birdie, par, birdie, par, birdie. So 
Uh, she's tied now 14 under par with Nelly Corda, 18 holes away from a little bit of uh, history. And that she, will go tonight, that 18 holes, correct? It is. It's, uh, it's a, it's a uh, finishes on Saturday, obviously, with, right. good, with uh, getting them out of Hawaii for one thing and being Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think they've uh, done this for a number of years now, so we'll see what happens tonight. And, and you teed me up, Bob. You teed me up for my annual prediction. You said it's windy. We know that she remember she won in New Zealand in the wind. Yep. She loves it windy. The the harder the ball striking gets, the better Brooke gets. Look when she won on Canadian soil, how difficult it was. She's going to win the British Open. This, yeah, I said everybody. You you <laughs> well, this course is tailor made for it because it's wide open off the tee, so she's hammering it down there, and she's putting up a storm. She was putting really well yesterday. A couple of her steaming when they hit the hole, but uh, but she got him in. She's playing well. We've got a few comments from Brooke. She is tied for the lead with 18 holes to go. Let's hear from Brooke Henderson. Uh, you know, it's really exciting. I love it. You know, coming in, a lot of confidence. You know, you've played this course really well, and you have a strategy for every hole, which kind of you know gives you a little bit of a break early in the week. And it's pretty open off the tee, and on some holes you can kind of cut corners, so I try to use my length as, as an advantage there. Uh, a lot of the part fives, I can get pretty close to the green in two, which I think is also another thing why I can, you know, make a lot of birdies out here. Uh, it's definitely a ball-striking golf course as well, which, you know, for me, my strength is usually ball-striking, the short game we're working on, but you know if I can hit it close, then eventually the putts will fall. And there it is, the 2019 uh, Women's British Open champion uh, <laughs> with an opportunity to grab number eight before that would be maybe nine or here's, ten. Here's a weird observation. So I'm watching this last night. This is what happens when you've been watching TV for too long all day. day. <laughs> she was wearing a really deep navy yeah, shirt. Yeah, I, I watched some shirt. of it, yeah. And I thought, I can't remember her ever wearing a dark color on, on her shirt. Like, she wears reds, she wears pinks. Yeah. So I went through and I Googled like images of mm-hmm. Brooke Henderson and I there was like nothing. She's got this new wardrobe this year. I'm not sure who the clothing sponsor is. I should know that, but um, and it was it looked good on her. That's what I was saying. Well, you know, really I I see a new segment on the show, a, a fashion report. Bob Bob <laughs> <laughs> Sartorial Splendor with Bob. Uh, who was the guy on Golf Channel that always used to oh, wear yeah. the uh, crazy Marty Hackle? Marty Hackle, oh, yeah. Bob Hackle. We're going yeah. Bob Hackle uh, fashion <laughs> report. Such an idiot here. <laughs> uh, now that's cup half full. Good luck to Brooke. Uh, looking good with 18 to go. We'll all be cheering her on, and uh, would be great to get another uh, Canadian W on a major tour, but uh, in, in I guess more, uh, I don't want to call it uglier news, but for the Northeast, interesting report from the USGA that uh, maybe it was a harder winter than we would have liked, and there might be some issues with golf courses and openings in the spring in the Northeast. Yeah, so I got this off, uh, <clears throat> Tom McBroom was was good enough to uh, put this up on his Twitter feed, and he, uh, it's a US, the USGA has agronomists that will go out and, and survey and help golf courses and provide reports. And they'll do reports at the start of the golf year. And this is uh, from the USGA. This is the winners finally receded enough for northern turf managers to evaluate the impact facilities in central and southern parts of the northeast, which includes uh, in here, New England, Ontario, Quebec, New York. Uh, not so fortunate as turf injury on greens and fairways is becoming apparent. The extent of the damage varies depending on location. Annual bluegrass, that's POA, uh, has been impacted the most, but there are indications that bentgrass may have been suffered some injuries as well. So in other words, when you go to your golf course, um, because of the deep encasement of ice, that's deep lots of all the ice storms we had. Remember yeah. all the ice storms we had? Yeah. And deep layers of snow, the ice has created a uh, area, or a, a scenario where the grass can't breathe. It actually breathes under these tarps or over the, under the snow. 
And um, unfortunately, it could be a rough start to the season in a lot of places in our listening area. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, if it is a rough start, it doesn't last long. It's been a long winter. We need some warmth. They yeah. want a little bit of sunshine. We need some heat, and we're not getting it. And uh, at least here in southern Ontario, if you're listening in Winnipeg or Edmonton or British Columbia, hopefully your weather's turning and it's and it's positive. Ours here in southern Ontario has just been just torrential rain, and it looks like it's going to continue throughout the week, and we need some temperatures. But we're not too far away. Hopefully we'll be out there playing golf shortly. All right, busy show. We're going to come up next with Tiger Woods. Let's not close the door on this yet. It might be the greatest Sunday uh, that we've ever seen at Augusta. At least it, at least it's this generation's 86 Masters. I think uh, it's fair to say that. Uh, and Tiger Woods spent some time in Butler's cabin. We've got part one and part two of that. We're going to go with part one of that next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC, Zakino Weeks in studio. Next week, we'll be running a Best of Golf Talk Canada. As Bob is on holiday, and yours truly will be at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans doing play-by-play for PGA Tour Radio. And then we will return the following week for another brand-new edition of Golf Talk Canada Radio. Golf Talk Canada Television uh, continues uh, with new episodes this week on TSN Television. We are only about a week removed from the Masters and Tiger Woods' uh, epic 15th uh, major championship, his fifth green jacket. Bob, with the exception of 2006... At Hoy Lake, uh, which is the first major that Tiger won since the passing of his father. Was that the most emotion you think you've seen? And I don't mean on the golf course. He was very stoic inside the ropes. But I mean when it was over. Is that the most emotional and maybe the most transparent you've seen Woods in victory? Yeah, and I think that speaks to a lot to the fact of where he is in his life. I think we've talked about this before, but he's a pretty comfortable guy now. I think he's sort of has more relaxed. He's let his guard down a lot more. When you go into the press rooms now, he's calling people by name, which he never used to do. He's talking to the media off the record, which he never used to do, you know, like on the range or whatever. Um, he's got his family was all there. You know, he flew his daughter was in a soccer tournament. I don't know if you heard that. Yes. They flew them all up yes. for, the, for that. So I think, yeah, and I think, I think uh, the two things that stand out for me were hugging his kids after, right after. And then in the butler cabin, I noticed Jim Nance did everything he could to try and get Tiger to cry. But Tiger, you know, he kind of got to that verge of it, but he was very emotional. I think you have to be with something like this coming full circle with what he's been through and everything. But yeah, I, I agree. I think that's probably the most emotional we've seen him. Yeah, very much so. And and very open with uh, his thoughts and his comments. And uh, great to see the players hanging around, too. Uh, that, was cool. that was very cool to see them hanging around. Well, as Bob alluded to, uh, of course, the, it's always the winner's tradition to sit down in Butler's cabin. Tiger did so. We've got it for you. Uh, some of you may have heard this already or bits and parts. This is the full Butler's cabin, part one and part two. Let's go now with part one, Tiger Woods, Butler's cabin. Tiger, thank you, first off, for coming all the way Absolutely. back down here. Um, of course, Nick, uh, we've just been sitting here for the last uh, hour and a half trying to kind of 
put our minds around this, and you've been fielding questions and all, right. all. Where are you right now after this last 90 minute stretch? I am really hungry. You're really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had time to eat yet. So, no, I, and seriously, it's, um, it's an unreal feeling um, just to have it all come together at the right time. This is what we dream about, is to have mind and body come together for you know, four times a year. Um, the shots and the shapes and <clears throat> that I felt like I was hitting coming into this, this week, um, I was able to hit high bomb draws with my driver. I was able to hit squeezer hot cuts. And um, if I really felt uncomfortable, I hit a little spinner out there. So I had you know both ends of the spectrum I was able to hit. And uh, my, my putting stroke felt great. I was hitting my lines. I just didn't have enough speed sometimes. You know, this is one of their slowest uh, they've mm, ever had the greens. Yes. Mm. And so I put a lot on, on memory and, and feel. And I, I just had a hard time understanding some of these putts are going to be that, that slow. Granted, some of the greens that are more exposed, like nine up on top, are, are going to be a little bit quicker. But that was a beautiful of, putt there, by yeah. the way. We yeah, just inside saw right firm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, worked yeah out right, great. exactly. <laughs> but it, it, just, it was just a little bit different of an adjustment with, with feel with, on, on the greens. You know, so many times the Masters comes down to how the par fives are played. And today, as right now on the rebroadcast, we're seeing what happened, not only in your group, but the group in front of you, that four of them went into the water. You played the smart shot. And then at 16, you made birdie today. And then the par threes were so pivotal here in the mm -hmm. final round. Well, I played the par threes well the entire week. And um, I think that was that was key. And unfortunately, I didn't take care of the par fives. But I balance it out by, by playing the par threes really well. So um, a little bit of give and take. And I was, I was just trying to plot my way around the golf course, which I was able to do. And if I, if I missed a shot, just be committed to missing the ball in the correct spot. And from there, I, I can either lag it down there dead or you know, chip it up and, and, and save par. Tiger, you, you said it's a combination of time, time and you get mind and body and swing in sync mm -hmm. for this particular, but this goes a long way back, obviously after the, the surgery, but more important for me, uh, last year at Carnoustie was the first time you led in a major for a while. You, you got the feelings, and I remember reading that you said you'd found something in your swing, mm -hmm. and I thought the experience of that, and obviously the PJ was unbelievable, because you know that front line you play when you couldn't hit the golf course, right. yet you stayed, you're right there. I, th I feel they gave you a huge boost at, wow, it doesn't matter how I play, I can hang with these guys. Am I kind of on the right track? Well, I made a, a couple of mistakes there at, at the Open Championship, which um, uh, derailed my, my chances of yeah. winning the tournament. And I applied those lessons learned yeah. uh, to the PGA and really played well. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, you know, Brooksy was, was playing better than I was. And uh, this, this week, uh, I just felt like I was in control of what I was doing out there. And more so than any other golf course, as you know, mm. it's about understanding how to play it. Exactly, uh, yeah. Each and every flag, understanding yeah. where to put it. Yeah. And uh, even though you have situations where, for me, I feel like I can hit any, any nine iron on down, you know, stone dead. Mm. But, you know, sometimes missing a green in the correct spot is uh, a lot easier to chip than is some, some of the putts you leave out here. And uh, I was very disciplined when I was doing out there this mm. week, and um, it paid off. Was the match with Rory, as I commented after watching the match with Rory, you went out there playing to win, and I thought the, that, uh, that Saturday morning, I said after that, well, Tiger managed to 
click himself into Sunday afternoon major motor. I thought the way you handled that, I thought you made a conscious decision. You were tweeting with no to the night before, saying, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for this. I want to go and play and win this. I thought you flipped the switch and it, and I personally think, you know, two weeks ago, it was a really nice little rehearsal for you to get that feeling that, hmm, I can flip that switch, turn on the Sunday afternoon intensity. And this week, I mean, you just cruised it. You, you, you were slow and smooth in just about everything. In well, uh, in match play, as you know, it's, it's, the, it's a Sunday feeling from the very first hole. Um, Got to be on. Mm -hmm. um, it's an 18-hole boat race. And so if you, not, if you don't bring it, you're not going on. Yeah. And so... Uh, I was able to win that match and move on. Unfortunately, I lost the next, next, the next round. Um, but I was uh, able to beat, beat Rory there, which more than more importantly, I was, I was starting to shape the shots getting yeah, ready for okay. this week. And so with the wind blowing as much as it was there, I had uh, wonderful control over, over my shot shapes. Mm -hmm. And now it's just a matter of bringing it here off of you know, more severe, uneven lies. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I, the only thing I really struggled with this week was trying to hit the putts hard enough. Because yeah, the, they but the were first a day, fuzzy and a little bit slow. The only mistake you had first day was you, you, you missed whatever half a dozen inside ten feet. But then after that, you were, it's you were just back to purity. And, you know, we had that that big rain rain here on Tuesday, and um, that practice round was was useless to go on the golf course mm. because it was slow. Uh, I thought Wednesday was a, a bit quicker, which I was kind of shocked about. But when we got to Thursday, they didn't speed them up again. Mm. And normally, as you know, that Wednesday to Thursday, <laughs> they can get another foot, foot and a half faster. Exactly. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Yeah. And so um, try to make that adjustment as you know the week gone on, especially as we get little damp rains here. Um, try to make sure I hit the putts hard enough. And Tiger Woods there in conversation with Nick Faldo and Jim Nance of Butler's Cabin. And we've got part two of that, which we will hear later on in the show um interesting bob the couple things you know with the with the exception of experience obviously you know he knows of course like the back of his hand and he's been there so many times with the exception of experience you and i talked about this for like about a year now a year and a bit and, and it and we kind of alluded to it or compared it to someone trying to win for the first time even though he's won 80 some hot you know golf events and majors but there was a progression here there was getting the hunt at the British Open. Well, that's really the first time he's been the hunt at a major championship in a really long time. So it's almost like a first timer. Get some, get a comfort level with that. Do it again at the PGA. Learn what you need to do different. What he learned to do different, I believe, is gear back and get the ball back in the fairway, which we saw at the Tour Championship, which we saw at the Masters. Win a regular season event, like a regular PGA Tour event. He did that. At, these are like little stepping stones to where we got here, and it was very much like trying to see or watch, with the exception of experience and who it is, if you were to rem remove the name Tiger Woods and just follow the pattern, it was almost like watching a very talented guy who's been on tour one or two years trying to win for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is kind of a bad example, but the thing that jumped into my mind is that, look at what Corey Connors did to get his first win. Right, he went to right. Valspar a year ago, got in the Came last close. group and fell apart. Took the lessons he learned there. Same kind of thing the next week afterwards in Puerto Rico, and you learn it. And same sort of idea. The one thing that stood out for me about Tiger too, and going back over the notes and some of the stats and everything, was that the final, the comparison of his driving distance. And I know this is not. Perfect, but if you look what he is, his driving distance in the third round, I think, was averaging 305. And they take every drive, by the way, at, the, at Augusta, Augusta. Yes. So 305 yards. In the final round, he was only averaging 285. So to me, that speaks to a little bit of him not trying to have to 
bomb it out there. He realized it's more important to get it into the right spot, either in the fairway or Pick his spots. the first cut or whatever yeah. that they call it there, and, um, and, and just try and play to, to my strengths. Right. And, and he, exactly what you said, he did it. He just learned from the other ones and learned to win again. Yeah, and just he looked really comfortable doing it, and I think the world cannot wait to get to Beth Page. On the other side, three dub, winner's weird and what? Bob will have the tee. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. I can't wait to go to Ireland this year. We're yeah. all going. Exciting. Yeah, you'll be there for the Open Championship. I will. Scully will be there in and around the Open Championship, working some golf in. I'm going, I think, four weeks after you guys get home, I think roughly, waiting for the FedEx Cup to be handed out, and then right. going to go. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. going to be interesting to see at uh, Royal Portrush, an Open Championship finally back to Northern Ireland. Yeah, it's going to be cool. cool to see that. Very cool. All right, Bob, it's three dub. It's winners, weird and what, and you have the tee. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, my winner this week, Mark, is uh, a guy who won the Masters. Not Tiger Woods, but it's Joe LaCava. Yeah, very the, uh, cool. the caddy, of course. And uh, what a great story for Joe. This is uh, his second Masters. He won the first one on the bag for Freddie Couples back in 1992. And he explained afterwards to the Caddy Network, which is a great uh, website, by the way, and, and follow, a good follow on Twitter, um, about what he did afterwards. So after the, um, after the course, the presentation of the green jacket, he got into Butler Cabin with... Uh, with the Tiger, and they had a little bit of a celebration there. He said they had a couple, maybe a couple of beers in there. And then, just like a good caddy, you know where he went? He went to Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> and he celebrated with all the other caddies. No days off! <laughs> and they, uh, they, went to, uh, they went and celebrated at Hooters. and Bought a John uh, Daly t-shirt. Exactly, <laughs> John Daly, where it says right in this article, it says, after a few celebrations at Butler Cabin, then Augusta, Georgia Hooters, where John Daly parks his motorcycle. It says it right there. <laughs> it says it right in the article. <laughs> Tiger sent him a message, and he said, uh, we did it. Appreciate you hanging in there with me. I love you like a brother. And yeah. that's kind of a cool story for... Uh, and he did. He hung in there with Tiger for a quite a long time now waiting for this, right? Tiger so. said, Tiger gave him free reign, said, you can go and caddy for someone else if you want. And he said, nope. And it's a big commitment because he has, uh, I think he has kids in university. Right. So he had some payments there to right. be made. And, and Tiger took care of him, obviously. And uh, now it's paid off for him. So that's well great. Well done. My weird this week, uh, I got a good weird this week. Is, who, is, someone, is someone naked this week? No, Bob? no, no, someone's not naked, but <laughs> but uh, but it takes us to Louisiana and a gentleman named Charles Abels III, who was the commission's, uh, the Louisiana Tax Commission's chief administrator. And it appears that Mr. Abels was uh, having a little fun on the company payroll, shall we say. So here's the story. They uh, decided to... Uh, 
follow Mr. Abels when they just thought that he might not exactly be doing all the work that he was supposed to be doing. So they followed him, and uh, he was found him driving a state-rented silver Camaro from July 30th to April or August 3rd. Supposedly, he was conducting work during this time. During the day, Mr. Abels went, uh, did some personal banking. Then he went to Walmart. Then he went to Best Buy. And in the theme of my Winner's Weird and What, he had a six-beer lunch at Hooters. <laughs> the guy is drunk, but there he goes. <laughs> and Mr. Abels, Mr. Abels then, this is where it all ties back in, Mr. Abels then went decided to play golf at the Santa Maria Golf Course. I, uh, this is an all-Hooters <laughs> freed up. He, he went and did that at East Baton Rouge, uh, and then he went and also played at the Greystone Country Club in Denham Swings. Very nice. And the Island Golf Course in Placatine. So he's been playing a lot of golf out there, and they reviewed his timesheet and said, of course, he was working uh, straight for 53 days. Uh, Mr. Mr. They said that Mr. Abel spent at least, at least 209 and a half hours at golf courses while he claimed he was working. Anyway, he uh, has been caught, and uh, he has to pay back $15,288 in back pay, $17,000 in wages that he uh, claimed. So poor old Mr. Abels is uh, not quite where he thought it was. Oh, my. Oh, my. My what this week is, what would it take for the LPGA to move their schedule so every tournament finished on Saturday? Play Wednesday to Saturday. You don't get into the... Makes so uh, much sense, Bob. You know, it doesn't... I mean, I realize that there's lots of stuff going on at the tournaments and some of those places, but... Why not, right? I'm going to throw another one at you. Okay. Because I think you're a 1,000% right. And once again, if Golf Talk Canada collectively were making all the decisions for the world of golf, it would <laughs> just work a lot better, Bob. That's right. But I love the Saturday Finish Real PGA Tour because there's more focus. They aren't going toe-to-toe with the PGA Tour. Why not, on top of this, the Web.com Tour, what they do in their Bahamas swing at the start of the year where they end on Wednesdays. Yeah. You know, they go Sunday to Wednesday. Exactly. What, for, the, for the same reason. And then why not keep it all year long? Why doesn't the Web.com go Sunday to Wednesday? Why doesn't the LPGA or, go Wednesday to Saturday? Or why doesn't somebody go Friday to Monday? Friday to Monday. You know, just so that we're not all ending on a Sunday and kind of, you know, stepping on each other's toes a right. little bit from the strength of tours perspective. I think you're a thousand percent right. And I think uh, we should give, as usual. give him a call as usual. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. All right, Bob. Over to you. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, the truth is, where do we send the invoice to Hooters this week? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our new sponsor. Our new sponsor. All right. That, no, my winner this week is Jim Nance's comments on what transpired this weekend. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about Tiger with Scully and the bigger picture of things. But when, when a guy like Jim Nance, who's been the voice of the Masters and, and one of the main voices of golf for many decades now, and also think of the Super Bowls and NFL games he's called. You know, Final Fours. Final Fours. Thank you. When he comes out and says, you know, it's the best, it's the best thing I've called. It's the best thing I've been a part of. It's basically the highlight of his career. That is saying an awful lot. That is that's a huge statement. And Pretty I thought remarkable. that is a very remarkable. And that's my winner this week. Very cool. My weird this week. And it's weird for one reason, one reason only. Well, it, the ladies' uh, women's open, women's uh, USGA championship, excuse me, US Open's coming around. So the USGA has over 1,500 entries for people trying to qualify for the ladies' US Open. Fantastic. 1,500 entries, uh, um, excuse me, uh, the, the entries they've accepted. This is why it's weird, Bob. 
the youngest on this list. Oh, yeah. How much younger is the game going? An 11-year-old from South Korea, South Korea, let me see if I can get this name here, Sujin Park. Sujin Park, 11 years old from South Korea, attempting to qualify for the Women's U.S. Open. 11. Following in the footsteps of uh, Lucy Lee, remember? Which she was, was 14. Teen, I yeah. believe. So this is three years younger than that. And you you're, you have to have an index of two or better to qualify. So it's not like you can just waltz in at, <laughs> no, you know, with an right. 11 index and go qualify. The, that's right. So this is an 11-year-old that's practically a scratch player going to an attempt to qualify for a Women's U.S. Open. Wouldn't that's it be fir- unbelievable? That's if she the did. first part that's crazy is that she's a scratch at 11. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's think about that. And my what this week, and I'm cheating Bob. I'm I'm actually taking a what, which is a second winner, because it's really what a pot. <laughs> and, and you know we're going to talk a lot about uh, what happened at twelve that you've outlined for us with how Tiger won this major. What happened with Molinari at fifteen of how Tiger won this major? Let's not overshadow what might be the greatest putt never made, mm. which is the seventy footer from the back edge of the green. At number nine, the lag putt to basically two inches, the greatest putt never made. That might be one of the greatest lag putts, if not the best lag putt I've ever seen in my life. To get it to almost come to a stop on the shelf, on on the far left side of that green, him breaking right to left, that ball can stop there. That ball can. You and I have seen balls get putted off the front of that green before. I've seen two things happen from that spot before. I've seen players put it off the front, as you suggest, and I've seen players leave it in the right hand fringe because they have, have to, to play feed it, so it to wide, that point, right? and it gets stuck there. It's the greatest putt never made. It was brilliant, and I, it, you know, I don't know if we, it's because it's a lag putt to two inches. It's <laughs> yeah. obviously hard to make that a highlight on SportsCenter. Incredible. Well done. Tiger actually led the field last week and putts over 20 feet made. He made five, which was two more clear than the rest of the field. His putting from outside 20 feet was brilliant. And that highlight from 70 feet on Sunday to me was uh, was just the best I've yeah, seen in a amazing. long time. You know, it, it was better than most. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. It was better than the most. Now, someone else who was better than most, Mr. Corey Connors. What a life-changing two weeks for Corey Connors. Unbelievable. Bob. Monday qualifying a six-man playoff. To Six get, for one after double bogeying the second hole. Gets into the Valero, Texas Open. Wins. Wins with kind of letting the lead go on Sunday and birdieing his way back with a birdie barrage. Gets his W. Finds himself in the field at Augusta. Makes the cut. Finds himself really competitive for most of the week. Not just a parade of four rounds. He was in the tournament. What a what a two week stretch! Great things coming from Corey Connors. Bob had a chance to speak to Corey. We're going to run that for you next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. 
Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. As we wind down Hour 1 of Golf Talk Canada, Zucchino and Weeks, lots to get to still. Jim Kineski from Great Lakes Tour coming up, Part 2 of Butler Cabin, Scully Time, where we'll dive deeper into Tiger. Also some uh, news, obviously, with 20 Weeks of TaylorMade and the PGA of Canada Top 100, which we announced a couple of weeks ago. But before we get to all that, we were just discussing Corey Connors and what a great two-week stretch it was for Corey and what a life-changing uh, two-week period it was for Corey Connors and his wife, Mallory. Bob had a chance to go one-on-one with Corey Connors. Let's hear that interview. All right, Corey Connors, four rounds in the books. How would you sum up your final day here on Sunday? Yeah, it was a bit of a struggle. The golf course was playing a little more difficult. The wind was up quite a bit. And just hit a few poor shots that really cost me. Hit a couple into the creek on number 12, which I wasn't trying to do, but I'm sure we'll, uh, yeah, it'll happen again. Uh, it's a very difficult hole. Uh, my eyes got a little excited trying to get, go for that uh, back right pin and didn't have enough club to be aiming at the pin. Uh, I was just trying to hit it in the middle of the green, just didn't uh, didn't have a solid shot. But uh, yeah, just was a little bit off, I guess. But it, it was playing really tough. Uh, had to try and force some shots almost. Just uh, hope that the the wind did what he thought it was going to do and. Didn't have much luck with that, but um, it was tricky. Uh, some of the putts uh, getting settled on the greens with the wind blowing like it was was a little challenging as well. So overall, not that excited about my score, but I had a great time. And it's nice to play all four days here and uh, had, a, had an awesome week. Pretty sweet spot. You had a couple of busy two weeks, and uh, I wonder where your fatigue level is right now. Are you, are you beat? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm starting to feel a little bit out there, I think. It's been uh, quite a grind the last few weeks. I think I was running on adrenaline the first few days this week, but uh, getting a little worn out now. Uh, I'm going to try and rest up tomorrow and a little bit of Tuesday and uh, get ready get back at it at the RBC Heritage next week. What did you learn about your game here this week that you didn't know before? Um, I think I learned that it's good enough to contend. I was a little bit off, but I've got the shots required to play well anywhere, uh, particularly here. This is probably the trickiest golf course in the world, and uh, I'm able to hit the shots that are required. So definitely took a lot out of that and um, gained a lot of confidence with my short game. It's very difficult around the greens and was able to hit some pretty good shots and give myself chances to, to save. All right, thanks for your for your time this week. Yeah, thank you. Has to be glowing with confidence, Bob. Has to be uh, just putting building blocks and tools in the toolbox, so to speak. Must be gun-ho about the rest of the year. Currently 11th on the Pre- uh, President's Cup point standings. Only one out of a, a lock for a qualifying spot. So if you get that top 10, you're automatically in, right? So he's right there. I know that's on his radar. And Corey Connors, 17th now in the FedEx Cup points list. Uh, what's object next for Corey Connors? PGA Championship? Oh, yeah. I think the next major is good for him. I think all the majors are. I think in a little bit further down the road, it's um, representing Canada at the Olympics. He's talked about that. Right now, he's 83rd, I think, on the world rankings, and uh, he's like within 10 of Adam Hadwin. So, you know, he's closing in on being the top Canadian. He and Adam right now would be the team. But I think there's the, the, the future is so bright for him. He's got all sorts of goals he can achieve. Uh, the short term, though, I think is probably just let's let's see what it can do at Beth Page Black, which which is not normally the kind of course you'd associate for a PGA Championship. We can get into that 
at another point. Well, that's going to start changing too, though. Yeah, right? exactly. But I think uh, I think you know Corey is a very straight driver, a very accurate guy into the greens. So fairways and greens kind of golf courses, which Bethpage I would put in that in that uh, category, at least uh, what we've seen from it at U.S. Opens. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know he's going to contend there too. I would suspect. It's, uh, it was wonderful to see, and it's nice to have another uh, Canadian in the winner's circle, and we certainly had that two weeks ago, and, and more importantly, another Canadian playing major championship golf and can get on a real global uh, stage. So well done, Corey, and uh, looking forward to, for more to you the rest of the year. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues. You must follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada. It's at Golf Talk Canada. If you follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada, you have a chance at close to 20000 in TaylorMade gear throughout the year. Last week, we gave away an M5 driver. This week, we're giving away a set of M6 irons, a full set of M6 irons. And why are these famous? Because they're in my bag. These are the Bob (laughs) Bob Weeks irons. Here they are right here. You can play the same size. That's exactly where I was going, Bob. That's exactly where I was going. You can play the same set as played by Bob Weeks. <laughs> I haven't played them yet, but they're but, in the bag. I unwrapped them. <laughs> I did unwrap them this week. Yes. Probably. So that's yeah, wow. These are no-brainers. Angry Mike, my dad's got those too. Does he? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Everybody in the M. We can't put Scully in the M6 unless you want to see a hundred. Too good. Well, you want to see a hundred eighty-yard pitching wedge. Yeah. Right. We put uh, M6s in Scully's <laughs> that's bag. Right. That's right. <laughs> you just have a look at it. He's doing the flexing behind the glass. <laughs> he does a bouquet of wedges for Scully <laughs> in, in, in twenty nineteen. Driver in a driver in uh, twelve wedges. Uh, we got some very cool response uh, from PGA professionals, which is great. Uh, Kevin Thistle was on a couple weeks ago. They're doing the first ever top 100 for the PGA of Canada, which is cool. It was fun to be a part of that. Top 50 private, top 50 uh, public resort as voted on by just PGA of Canada, which is really cool. And the reason I think it's cool, Bob, is because... You know, uh, PGA of Canada members spread across this country coast to coast. They have experiences at at many different facilities. I think we might see some new names and a bit of a shakeup from, you know, because it's a different... A different pool of people voting. So it'll be be cool. It'll be interesting to see and create some conversation. So I'm looking forward uh, to that. That should be interesting. Do we know when that's going to be released? Uh, Yeah, they're going to release the first 40 names October 1st from each division. And then we're going to do the top 10 in each for TV at the end of the year. Yeah. Because you and I have something to do in November. Yeah. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, we don't need any time off no, exactly. at all. Nope. Uh, where are you off to this week? For We're going to say goodbye I'm to our uh, na- national audience momentarily, yeah. but we got back with 60 more minutes. Where are you off to I'm this I'm going to scoot down to the Barbados, which I've never been to yeah. before. Or I don't know if it's the Barbados or just Barbados. I'm going to go to Barbados. No golf, for, right? No, just a uh, little five days on the beach. Right, good for you. I'm, uh, I'm going to go lug the radio gear around my yeah. first time at the uh, team event. I love that event. That's a cool event. And lots of interesting point about that event, I noticed, uh, I was reading last night, where... Uh, Ernie Ellis has got a number of the guys on the international team to play together. Really? So Jason Day is going to play alongside uh, Adam Scott. Uh, Brandon Grace is going to play with Justin Harding. So they're going to try these things out. And Ernie apparently tried to encourage them to do that, to say, get out there. You know, this is a great opportunity yeah. to kind of get used and get a little practice for the uh, for the uh, the big gala in, uh, in Why December not? this year. Why so not use smart. it as a bit of a Very prep? And do a team dinner, etc. Yeah. And good our, for him. Our buddy David Hearn is Hearn, play you're playing with, with Seamus, Seamus Power. Power they again, had a right? Top ten last yeah, year. Yeah, they played they played well last year, so he'll be my first time at the event. TPC of Louisiana. I've mm. never been to New Orleans. Won't, before. won't be hot there at all. No, not at all. <laughs> I've never been to New Orleans, Bob. Swamp ass comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be walking around. 
<laughs> well, I'll be with uh, Freddie Albers. Oh, good. Uh, who, uh, <laughs> who has great stories about uh, these such things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'll be full of them when we get down there. And uh, never been to New Orleans, so I'm looking forward to that. Never been to TPC Louisiana. Never, never been a part of this event. So what, they play the rock music on the tea. And yeah. I hear this deal. is an event where uh, you eat. You shouldn't eat for about a week going into this. Yeah, I've blown that get, already. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been dieting on those mini eggs this week. Oh my, yes, Easter. yes. Everybody, by the way, have a great Easter and, and a happy uh, long weekend. So that's great for you. And uh, Bob, have a have a great holiday. For those of you who are listening uh, coast to coast, we got an hour still to go, which is great. Jim Kineski, I believe this is season. I'm going to screw this up. I'm going to wait. I was going to say season 11 or 12, but I'm going to. I ask Bob. It might. Be, I'm going to ask Jim. It might be longer than that uh, for for Great Lakes Tour, and they've got some new divisions that they're launching this year on the Great Lakes Tour. So, if you're looking to play some competitive golf, if you're just uh, an upstart professional, you need to get uh, the game tuned. You want to play, have some competitive golf. But they also have this year a uh, a new amateur tier as well that they're launching, as well as a 45. An older G, uh, division as well, which is interesting. They're calling it a senior series, which means I'm one year away from their senior series, Bob. Yes, you're, at 45, you're, you're an old man. I'm an old. <laughs> you're broken down like an old man. I, I, am, I know. <laughs> so that's new for 2019. So we'll get the details on that, and we'll uh, what? Okay, what? I'm not. Look, I can't find it. What season do you think it is for Great Lakes Tour? We'll have a little. 33. No, I'd say I'd say probably like yeah, 12 or 13. You're around me. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm about the same. Well, we'll ask Jim. Jim uh, Jim Kineski will be on the program coming up next to, to uh, outline that. We'll do part 2 from Butler Cabin with Tiger Woods and then Scully time. We will get into the chase for 18 and we will try to convince Bob that this is the greatest comeback <laughs> in the history of sports, that Adam Scully, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, and Mark Zucchino are correct. That he <laughs> okay. does not need to hear from anybody else. That that is enough for him. So we'll do that coming up in hour two. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome to Hour 2 of GTC, as Scully would like to say, the back nine of Golf Talk Canada. we got 60 more minutes to go. A lot more coming from Tiger. we got some Scully Time leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. But joining us now to kick off Hour 2, this gentleman and his Great Lakes Tour kicks off their 2019 season this Tuesday at Hidden Lake Golf Club out in Burlington. That's April the 23rd. Jim Kineski joining us now. Jim, how are you, man? Oh, I'm very good. Been a, it's been a long winter, but we're we're happy to get going, and I thank you guys for taking the time to do this with me. So, all right, now I know Bob and I are off. We we were guessing 
that is like around 12 seasons deep for the Great Lakes Tour, but I think we're low. I think we're we're off, and we've we've undershot this. It's it's more, isn't it? Yeah, we're on the uh, we're on the 18th hole, the uh, 18th season. Very nice, very yeah. nice. 18th season. So um, let's just jump into this. You start this week at Hidden Lake, but uh, I noticed right away that you've got a couple of new things. So before we get into the uh, the traditional tour this year and what it's all about, tell us a little bit about the uh, senior series for professionals and amateurs starting at 45. Because you know I'm only a year away from this, Jim. <laughs> well, I'm only a couple years away myself. So, but it wasn't made for me. No, the the senior series was. Uh, one of the one of the uh, largest complaint not complaints uh, it was just one of the biggest uh, things that held uh, older professionals from participating on our tour was they can't compete against the 20 25 30 year olds anymore especially with distance and and uh, you know we saw some some senior events fall off the map uh, that guys were playing and and we decided you know we got to do something for them to keep them active especially the 45 to 50-year-old group um, for the players that are trying to maybe make a run at the PGA Tour champions and, and stuff like that. So, And uh, the PGA members, uh, it was a really good opportunity for us to you know, keep them uh, playing. They, they have this uh, great spirit of competition, and they just want to play, and they don't have much to play in. So. And then the amateur side, I thought one of the coolest things was allow the amateurs to play, and they could get out there and play with potentially a Ken Tarling or – um, Ian Doig, uh, and Doig's, you know, you know these guys are legends in, in Canadian golf. And and how cool would it be to be in your 40s and 50s and playing with the guys you grew up watching on on some of the tours? So as long as you have a 7.9 handicap or better as a 45 year old amateur uh, and you're verified in Golf Canada, you can certainly come out and uh, you know try to play with the pros at the senior level. This uh, the series seems to have taken off for for I find not only those guys who are sort of the older guys who want a place to play and stuff, but it seems like you have a lot of guys who are using this as a springboard to the next series. So this is guys go from Great Lakes and, and Vancouver Golf Tour into uh, uh, Mackenzie Tour and then up to Webb Tour and then you keep moving up. You've got a quote here from David Hearn who played on this uh, tour for a little while, but uh-huh. but also you're getting guys who are using this as a tune-up for those events as well. They're not just a stepping stone. In other words, they're already at some of those higher levels. There's a pretty high quality of player in this field, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this year, just recently, you know, we saw Taylor Pendrith, uh, you know, qualify for a, a PGA Tour event, I believe the Puerto Rico Open, and he, he played a couple of our events. I think one event at the start, he had signed up for two, but he could only play in the one due to scheduling, and uh, or he got into a web event. But he came up and got a season started with with us uh, early on in the year. And then we saw Blair Hamilton play our Southern Ontario Open. Of course, he gets into Waste Management Open this year. Michael Gligic winning on the Web.com Tour. I mean, he was a member of ours for 11 out of 12 seasons up to that win. So, yeah, I mean, these guys are using it as a, as a great springboard. And, of course, Drew Nesbitt at the Honda Classic. We were watching those antics from Drew for four years now, so we weren't <laughs> surprised to see him do that and, and be successful because that's what he does. So it's yeah, great springboard for for these for these players. Obviously, uh, one of the highlights of the year is the Southern Ontario Open, uh, which is uh, July twenty fifth to twenty seventh, and then of course your playoffs, uh, 
will kick off later in the year, of, uh, and of course, ending in September with the Tour Championship. Uh, Jim, for someone who's you know unaware of your tour, I know a lot of our audience is because we have a very hardcore fan, uh, you know golf fan base here that listens to Golf Talk Canada. But for somebody who's unfamiliar with your tour, how would you describe the tour? What you know? Why would why would someone come out, participate, get involved, come out and play some golf on the Great Lakes Tour? It, it's it's one it's a it's a developmental tour so it's for the you know we have handicap regulations for amateurs but the professionals it's really about developing its experience and we try and put up the best uh, prize money possible um, you know for example our race to mckenzie investments open which is five events this season the winner and runner-up get an exemption into the mckenzie tour event in montreal mckenzie investments open but we guarantee one hundred forty thousand dollars in purse over those five events and that's a significant sum of money and it, and it really yeah it, it helps it can help you with experience if you play well there's a, a chance to win some some decent money and uh, for some guys propel their career to the next level because as we know with grassroots professionals it's all about finances and money and and you know and then for amateurs if uh, amateurs wish to come out and play it's all about experience and getting getting that experience with a professional and playing with them which then allows you to potentially perform well at an Ontario amateur championship or a Canadian amateur championship or heading back to uh, school in the south yeah, it certainly helps to get some tournament yeah. play, regardless whether you're a pro or, or certainly an amateur, just getting inside the ropes and putting pencil to paper and playing golf when it counts. Jim, before we <laughs> let you go, uh, any thoughts on last week, uh, on what transpired at Augusta? Obviously, you know, you've been attached to the game a long time, and uh, what did you think when you were watching that Sunday at the Masters? Uh, by far, uh, my first Masters I remember, and I've seen every single one since, since 1986. My favorite was 1986. But this one, by far, the greatest Masters I ever saw. It, it's, I mean, I, I was crying. Yeah. Uh, half, uh, almost all the back nine when all this was happening. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And my dad, I talked to him. Uh, you know, he's 70, almost 79 years old this year, and he's watched every Masters since 1961. And he said, with the technology and how they broadcast and what Augusta does, by far the greatest Masters I've ever seen in, in his life of watching what, 50 odd years of masters so yeah, that's pretty awesome and you yeah. weren't alone shedding a tear there i think there was a lot nope. of people shedding a tear and uh and like you, my first real memory of Augusta is 86 for me. I was 11 years old at the time, and this is, uh, I said off the top of today's show, this is, you know, our genera- our generation's 86 Masters, which yeah. just happened uh, on 100%. Sunday. So you guys should have been around to see Gene Sears, and he was... He was <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bob saw the shot heard around the world with his own eyes. So, Jim, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. you got to visit GreatLakesTour.com, GreatLakesTour.com is the website. Get out, participate, have some fun, get some experience. Whether you're uh, an up-and-coming professional, you want to keep the game tuned, or you're an amateur and you want to play some provincial or collegiate, this is a great place to play some competitive golf in a great environment. GreatLakesTour.com. The season kicks off this Tuesday, April the 23rd. Jim, thanks so much. Have a great day, man, and have a, a great launch this week. Yes, thanks, guys. You guys take care. Jim Canessi from the Great Lakes Tour. On the other side, we'll jump right back into Tiger. Part two from Butler Cabin. Uh, I don't know. Is this just Jim Nance or is this Nick Faldo chiming in again as well? I don't know. I'm hoping for some Fred Ridley. (laughs) More Tiger. And then if you think you haven't had enough Tiger, we got Scully time. And Scully, myself, Steph Curry, and Michael Jordan will convince Bob Weeks 
that this is the greatest comeback in all the sports. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And Cedar Bray getting started this week. They're opening on the 25th, which is Thursday, to kick off their new season. Bunch of incentives and membership op- offers, including a trial membership, intermediate packages. So if you're interested, hit cedarbraygolf.com. Check it out. Uh, new, I still call it the new clubhouse, Bob. It's a <laughs> yeah, couple it's years old, but it's still brand still new, new to me. Yeah, it's a fantastic golf course. And I think the hands down the best value in uh, th- this part of the city, that part of the city, if you're in the GTA, anywhere on the east end of the GTA, Markham, Scarborough, etc., uh, it's a no-brainer. All right, we're going to do some Scully time coming up shortly. We're going to convince Bob on the, the size of this comeback. We're going to talk about the chase of 18 majors and, and what that looks like from our perspective. Because I think we can all agree that certainly back in the narrative anyway, uh, where we never thought it was even in the scope up to about a year ago, and now all of a sudden 18 back on the radar for Tiger Woods. But before we do, part two from Butler Cabin, and this is Tiger Woods. Tiger, I want to show that shot at 16. We talked after the Green Jacket right, yeah. ceremony. I compared it to the Nicholas shot. Obviously, different clubs back then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this was some action right here. And in many ways, this was the point where the whole world was clued in that this was going to be that historic day that everyone had longed for. Yeah, 16 has been kind to me the last two times I've won here. Yeah, no so, kidding. Yeah, so that was a, an eight iron just trying to ride the wind, trying to get it back there. From from back on the tee, I'm sure it looked like it had a great chance of going in. It did. Um, I, I was just hoping it wouldn't go too far past as it picked up momentum. Uh, it worked worked out perfect. I had a little inside left, I'm oh, sorry, left center putt, straight up the gut. And there's the birdie. Give you a two-shot lead at that time. That was loud, too, by the way. <laughs> it was loud. They were, they were rocking down there. Uh, how about at 18? How about that scene? And how you know, about the Tiger I, chant? Uh, you know, but see, I was already screaming and yelling myself, so <laughs> I, I don't really remember a lot of that. Um, I was kind of into celebrating with, uh, with Joey and, and uh, my family and my, all my friends that have been a part of it. So uh, it was incredible. The walk from the 18th green to our scoring area, now that was loud. Yeah. Hey, as someone who's known Joe LaCava for a long time, yeah. and he's beloved out here, great friend to so many of us, what a great teammate he's been for you as you've yes. risen back to the top of the game. One of the most loyal human beings you'll ever meet. No question. And um, if anyone deserves a major championship, it's, it's Joey. Uh, we've been through the, through the fires together. Unfortunately, we just haven't gotten one as a team, but... Uh, now he uh, has been a part of two coats around here. So, yeah, um, 92 and today. Yeah. And uh, it, it's pretty, pretty special you know, for, for the two of us to go out there and, and be lockstep mm. uh, all week. Um, wonderful feel for uh, club, club selection out there. And 
you know, people don't know how much the wind swirls around this place, but um, a lot of that is we have to be on sync about what, what club to hit and, the, and obviously the, the trajectory. So um, our communication was, was really solid this week. Your son, Charlie, for a New Year's resolution project for his fourth grade class, mm -hmm. <laughs> had to write one thing that he hoped for in 2019, mm -hmm. and that was he wanted to see his father win a golf tournament. Correct. Yeah, he uh, saw it on TV last year at, at Eastlake, and I you know, made a couple mistakes at uh, the Open Championship when he was there, and I didn't get it done. Um, so he wanted to actually you know, witness me winning a golf tournament. Well, he got witnessed it on a golf tournament. We witnessed me winning a major major championship. So um, I don't think they, things get any more special for me because uh, when I first won here, it was my dad at the back of the green, and now it's my, my two kids. I will never forget the image to see you as a son in an embrace with mm. your dad, and then to see you as the dad yeah. with an embrace with your son. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's been 22 years. Um, so. You know, life goes on. Um, just one continuity through it all. My mom was there, and so to have um, my mom as as a rock, to have her there in '97, and then have her here again, um, it's just it's beyond special. You just think of how many times she's been out there marching in your gallery when well, you're not, a young I mean, kid everywhere. It's, it's not the galleries here on the on the tour. It's driving me to tournaments. Exactly. Uh, playing the Pee Wee League, you know, nine and under or even 11 and under age division, and it's like an hour and a half drive. We're driving old Plymouth Duster, you know, and <laughs> getting out there and playing nine holes at 7:30, which we can leave the house somewhere around five, uh, so I can get out there and warm up. You know, she she did all that, and then you know, as I got older, my dad took me to some of the amateur, amateur events. Um, so some of the reasons why she inscribes you know on the back of the head cover love love always mom because she can't always come and so now that i have the head cover with her inscription on it that she's always there and uh she's always present in every round i play could you tell us what was said right here between the two of you i just said we did it you know i said i love you so much mom um and i said we, we did it at the sense at the end of all that do you and you look at that leaderboard, is it kind of, for me, it, well, is it was a word of relief? Well, it, you know, I was, I was in the, the press room here talking about it. Is it was amazing that after, you know, Francesco made the mistake at 12, mm. uh, the, amount, the, the amount of scenarios I could have played mm. out, you know, there were six guys with a chance to win. Yeah. And then Brooksy making eagle, you know, Patrick making a run, and Bubble was right there for a little bit. DJ's makes a run. Um, you know, Tony's got to look like a chance to make eagle at, at 15. I mean, there's so many different scenarios mm -hmm. that could have happened. And then with two holes to go, I had a two-shot lead, but, you know, Brooksy could easily make bogey. Yes. Yeah. I could make a bogey. Um, I remember having a, a two-shot lead against DeMarco, and I went bogey-bogey, got into a playoff. And when I went up 18, I said, well, this is not over yet. Uh, even though I saw Brooksy tap out, mm. it's still not over because Arnold Palmer lost the tournament <laughs> yeah. with the Masters with a double yeah. bogey in the last hole. Yeah. So it can be done. Uh, let's go ahead and make four, option five, and let's get out of here. Did you chip that sideways a little bit for safety? No, what 18? happens, I had, I had to start at left to left bunker to cut it. Wind is coming off the right. I had mud on my ball. 
Oh, so, no, I meant the third shot. Did you play the it? third shot? Absolutely. Play you play, I thought you played a little save. Give yourself no, a little bit of cushion. No, why? I had to make bogey. Oh, no, yeah. And I so agree. just yeah. hit it up there, two putt, and get out of here. Yeah, yeah. We got a message from, from Jack, and uh, I relayed it at the end of the broadcast, yeah. which everyone will hear once again in a short while. But Jack said, please tell Tiger a job well done. <laughs> this was a great day for the game, and I think it was fantastic. That's what Jack had to say about this. And for someone who's been coming here for 34 years, my first was Jack Nicholas's yeah. last. Yeah. And I'm walking off the course that day. I didn't know Ken Venturi very well, mm -hmm. but he looked at me and said, young man, you may be around here for a long time. I can promise you one thing. You'll never live to see a day like this again at Augusta. You know what? <laughs> Ken Venturi was wrong. <laughs> this was as good as Thanks, it will Jim. ever be. Yeah. This was truly a, a moment of greatness for the sport, for you, for everyone who celebrates this game. Ken, it was great of you to come back down here and visit with us too, Tiger. Thank you for an absolutely. exceptional, exceptional moment that everyone will treasure. You got it, absolutely. As long great. as the game great is stuff. played. Thanks, great stuff. Thank great stuff. I, I absolutely love that, that, you know, Nicholas's loss is Nance's first, and it yeah. kind of come full circle. It's amazing. And uh, I also find uh, Tiger, unlike almost like unlike anyone else of this generation, I know, don't get me wrong, I know, you know, Phil has a great grasp on history, and there are, there are some. But Tiger has just an incredible grasp on what has transpired in this game historically, and you knowing that, you know, Arnold Palmer has done this and lost it on a double, and there are these, these possibilities and all these different... How is that running through your head and you're still staying that stoic and focused at that time I have no idea <laughs> it's a I think when you're when you live the game and you've lived the game for as long as he has and, and let's not kid ourselves it's since he was a little kid um, that stuff's just part of your DNA I mean I think you just you just know that out of the like we know what how to turn the switch on here in the microphone right. most of the times did you uh, what, at the time we had no idea that there was mud on his ball for his second uh, into the 18 what was your initial reaction when you saw that shot Bob um, I thought he might have missed it a bit, but I thought it was just kind of like playing ultra safe right. and, and trying to, you know, he knew, I obviously he knew what the situation was. He knew what he could get away with. So to me, it was just, okay, let's not mess this up and leave myself way above the hole where I got a putt like I do on nine. You know what you, I know, listen, I know it was only a foot and a half, yeah. but you and I have not spoken about this and I can't believe because we've, you know, we've, all of us have really talked about, we've been nonstop in Masters world, but the one thing none of us have, have talked, I've talked about is how shocked were you that the ball went by the hole for the par putt on, on the semi cycle? I know it's only a foot and a half, but Still. I thought that thing would be dying when it, got, it was limping. Someone would have to get up there and sweep it towards the cup. You know he wanted to make it. Is that <laughs> unbelievable? Unreal. Okay, well, uh, Tiger now will head to uh, the PGA Championship. Looking here at the schedule... I'm curious. Let's look at this guy. Well, do you know? Will we see him at Wells Fargo? Will we see him again uh, before we get to the PGA? I gotta assume, Bob, we're gonna see him. You know, at least once. No, before the PGA Championship. And, and I guess you know, do we point? Do we point to the Wells Fargo as that's the week we see Tiger right now? And then, and that's the I guess you know, then and then the PGA Championship is right around the corner. There's only Zurich, Wells, Byron, PGA. I'm going to bet he doesn't play. I'm going to bet he goes right to the PGA. And, really? you know, he's talked a number of times about trying to limit the schedule, play less. So if he does play, it'll be Wells Fargo. But I'm, I'd am i say 70-30, uh, the next time he shows up is on, at Bethpage. 
Interesting, because on the other side of Bethpage, you've got the Charles Schwab Cup, which is obviously Colonial. It's a new name for Charles Schwab. Uh, sure, Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. Then Memorial, where we're pretty sure He'll he's play. going to play. Doubt we'll see him at the RBC Canadian Open. He won't play. And then U.S. Open. So if he if he doesn't play Wells Fargo, he'll have two starts between now and uh, and July, really, unless he surprises us and adds and, and, and plays uh, Rocket Mortgage in Detroit, which I'd be very surprised. Although they're putting together a hell of a field. Yeah, the they've, got a few, they've got a few but, bucks to shell out. But there, unfortunately, apparently. we'll see Tiger at only two golf tournaments between now and July. Though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. He's talked about it, though. He says he wants to play less. He doesn't want to play as much. Because he was, remember what he was like at the Ryder Cup last year. Ryder Cup, he was burnt down. I think a lot of that was an emotional letdown off of uh, what happened to the Tour Championship sure. as well. They're all, and, and I think the whole U.S. team looked fried. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you know, that could be a, they'll use it as a crutch as well for a horrible performance. But a lot of that team went very deep into the playoffs and played a lot of golf. And then all of a sudden you're on a plane and you're flying to Paris and there's guys that maybe didn't have the season you have that are chomping at the bit and have a lot in the tank for the Ryder Cup. Certainly a factor. Not going to give them a get-out-of-jail-free card, but a factor. Hopefully that won't happen moving forward now with the new schedule. We won't know this year. It's a President's Cup year, uh, being not till December uh, down under. But the following year, we'll go to uh, back to the Ryder Cup and we'll mm-hmm. we'll see officially where it lands on the schedule. And hopefully they've got some time between the Tour Championship and the Ryder Cup. So, all right, on the other side, Scully time. Where are we into the hunt of 18? And where does this fall for Bob in comebacks? We're going to twist his arm. Scully and I are going to wrestle Bob into agreeing with us. Greatest comeback of all time. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we dive a little deeper now into uh, the Tiger Woods scenario in terms of where do we go from here and what's in the window now or back in the narrative, which is 18 major championships. And, if, and to do this properly, we got to do it with Tiger's biggest fan, which is Adam Scully, which means <laughs> there could be only one thing. It's time for Scully time. He's bold. I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada. Oh, oh that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and uh, cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bonkers. Spraying his balls with wa- his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? He's spraying <laughs> his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. <laughs> Now, now, Mark, remember last Sunday for our special show? Yeah, you picked Tiger. We were discussing. I said, we're going to be discussing this for yeah. the next couple weeks. You called it. 
I went with Molinari. I wasn't feeling good after the front nine. I really wasn't. Yeah. I went with. No, I had to stay with yeah. Molinari. I picked them yeah. before the tournament you started. Did. I had to stay with them. And that's right for sure. You know, you can't leave your horse when he's in the lead on Sunday. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. you're gone. I was a little disappointed that Bernard Longer, my pick, didn't finish mm. up. Okay, well, you know what? Good point. You know what though, Bob. 61 years old. Guess who made it to the weekend yeah. again oh, yeah. and looked like he belonged. Exactly. Unbelievable. Pretty crazy. All right, so I did a little number crunching uh, before we did our Masters recap special, uh, and I just, just kind of did some basic math. If Tiger Woods plays as long as Phil Mickelson through to the age of 49, he has 23 majors left starting next month at Bethpage Black. He needs to win three of those 20 which, by the way, is kind of roughly at his career win percentage. Uh, you know, that's kind of hovering right around that number on what his career winning percentage already tells us. By the way, that career winning percentage also includes the dark years. So if you include even throwing the dark years, that's what's dragged it down to, you know, just under 30% roughly. Um, 10% would be. You know, he'd win two, 20%, four. So he's kind of right there at that, at that, at that, at that 20% mark, just over 20%. I, I, I throw this to you first, Scully. Mm. 23 opportunities, assuming he can play as long as Phil. Now, he's in great shape, but that body's been through some surgeries, et cetera, et cetera. It's obviously part of the narrative again. Can he get to For 18? Sure. We're talking about it again. If you were to put a percentage on this, yes, Tiger's going to get it done. Give me a percentage. What's he get done? Yeah. How do you? How strongly do you feel about He's this? He's gonna say a hundred. <laughs> honestly, no. Honestly, I mean an honest percentage. It, my my gut is saying he's gonna he's gonna come one short. He's gonna tie Jack. He's gonna tie Jack. He gets eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what? So and how strong are you on that? Is it like a seventy percent well, chance? Well, you know, as we discuss so much, you know, the fields are so deep these days, and and you know, like Augusta National, obviously he knows it like the back of his hand. But you go to places, you know, some guys are going to go and overpower Bethpage to a degree uh, in three weeks from now. Uh, the U.S. Open, yes, he won there by 15 shots. That's where I've picked him, I've picked at, him to win there this year. Um, and then you go to Royal Port Rush, and that's sort of the relative unknown. I did pick Tiger to win his back in our best of shows, yes. his 15th major at Port Rush. Right. Um, because that's sort of an unknown for a lot of the guys. Maybe not Rory McIlroy if Graham McDowell gets in the field, that sort of thing. Um, but due to the strength of the fields these days, it's it's sort of a crapshoot, I guess you could say. So are you giving him a 50-50 to tie Jack or better oh, than that? Oh, jeez. Uh, I'd say I click closer to like 40-60. 40-60. Yeah. Bob, where are you on this? I, I know it's obviously it's part of the – you believe it's really a legitimate part of the discussion again. Yes, I do. For I sure. think that uh, – I think you can have that and say it's legitimate because I think of what he proved there. And not only there, but the last two majors prior to that mm-hmm. where he was in contention. Right. I still think he's going to run out of steam and he's going to mm-hmm. run out of time. Uh, I think he's good for one more major maybe, and I would say to match or tie Jack, I'd give him maybe a 15% possibility doing that. I think. I just, yeah. I just think yeah. I'm still worried about his body breaking down. As you said, he's got all those majors left, uh, possibly if he plays as long to 49, but mm-hmm. I just don't think that body's going to hold up. And it might not be the back. It might be his could be anything. wrist. It could be his leg. It could be his foot. If something like that. I mean, he's put that through the grinder. So that may be what eventually stops him. You can only wake up at 3.45 in the morning on Sundays oh, to my play Lord, I know. so many times. Right? I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> but you, you know what, though? I know where he's going. He wants his body to feel like it feels at noon and, yeah. and react that way. And yeah. The only way you do that at 7.30 in the morning is to set the alarm at... 
you know, three thirty. I it's get it. To go to bed. That's what I want. Yeah, I'm, I'm teeing off next Friday at twelve thirty. I might not go to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to sleep at the gym that night. I, I have a question for you guys, actually. Right. So um, we talked about the TSN turning point here a lot, and obviously the twelfth hole was a big turning point. But what was the shot in your minds that won Tiger the Masters? Was it was it sixteen? Was it twelve? Was it? You know the shot that won it for the Masters for me? What well, the putt on eighteen? No, <laughs> he didn't even hit it. That's when Molinari put right. it in the water. Yeah. That, to me, is yeah. the turning point, the TSN turning point. If I had to pick one shot that Tiger hit, yeah. um, I would probably say the putt on nine. Yep. Yeah, the putt on nine was incredible. I, I was going to go with something less glamorous. Uh, it was more situational, to piggyback what Bob was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when Molinari put the ball in the water on 15, at that point, just before that, mm-hmm. Tiger hit a stock percentage approach to the middle of the green on yep. 15 to lock down that birdie he needed at the time to take that was to take the lead that that mm-hmm. two putt birdie on 15. So for me that shot right there if he doesn't make birdie on 15 while Mar- Molinari's doing that we could see a very different outcome. So so for me I've I've got so 16 was obviously outstanding with the one shot lead hitting it to 4 feet. But to me the tee shot on 17 was absolutely Crucial. We saw it last year at the at major championships. He has, he has a one-shot lead at the Open Championship, 11th hole. He hits it way right, makes double. Next hole, hits it way left, makes bogey. Yeah. He's two shots back. It's over. PGA Championship, 17th hole. He sprays a drive yep. 40 yep. yards right. But this time, he absolutely nukes a driver, a, a little peel or um, peel cut, I guess he called it. He's some sort of cut. Something. Some sort yeah. of cut shot. Um, right down Broadway. Um, and, of course, we look back at the last time he won the Masters, 2005. He makes that miraculous birdie on 16, but many people forget he went bogey-bogey on 17-18, spraying his tee shot on both holes. So to me, that tee shot on 17 won him the match. You cannot win at that level without having a stock shot that you can put in the fairway. And he didn't have that last year. He didn't have it last year, but he has it this year. and He had it starting at the Tour Championship, to be honest with you. For sure. Does he win, just yes or no, does he win another major this year? No. He wins at the U.S. Open. <laughs> Got to stick with it. Wins well, I mean, I said he'd, he'd win at the Open, so I mean, well, I'm, I I'm rooting for him to win. Right, but you don't think that that's going to come to fruition now? I mean, if he puts that gapper back in the bag at, at the Open Championship, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, some product placement there, but yeah. I... Okay, so it, now is our time. we got to convince Bob. <laughs> Michael Jordan, Steph yeah, Curry. Yeah. The list is out. People mm-hmm. calling this the greatest comeback in sports history. I've said it from the time he won the Tour Championship that I think it's the greatest uh, comeback in sports mm-hmm. history. Now, is it important that we label it that? Certainly not. Nope. It should just be celebrated. It's great. It's great for golf. It's great for But I'm just curious yeah. for people that disagree with me. And a lot of people do. I got lit up on social media. And I just I asked them all one simple question, and no one could answer it. I said to them, just... You can give me a list of names that are 20 to 30 names deep mm-hmm. of human beings mm-hmm. that have come back from as as horrific physical traumas or maybe even greater physical traumas. Uh, cancer with Mario Lemieux, mm-hmm. a car crash with Ben Hogan. Uh, like, you know, we could sit here, Muhammad Ali going and, you know, retiring and missing the draft and yada, yada. Going to jail. Going to yeah. jail, right. But no one could give me a name, not a single name that checked all the boxes that Tiger checks. 
which is the career-threatening surgeries, multiple. We don't even talk about the knee surgeries anymore. It's like we've yep. brushed those aside. Eat, yeah. The public humiliation in, a, in an age of social media where everything is transparent and you can be the, the budding joke on every platform for four, 45 days straight with what happened mm-hmm. in his personal life. Mm-hmm. The loss of skill set. The yips, the chip, like, like I honestly, and I'm not over-exaggerating, there was a time on the PGA Tour where I thought I could beat Tiger Woods straight up. <laughs> I believe, I was like, I was watching this, and this guy, he couldn't hit it in the fairway. He was, played nine holes, he'd get carted off. In those nine holes, he'd shank a couple and yip a couple. I'm like, I've got this guy, okay? And I said, to, I said, give me a name. Just give me a name. No one could get, I, I got a lot of, a lot, lot of anger, a lot of haters, but I, no one could give me a name. I've checked all the boxes. I said the only equivalent to this is if O.J. Simpson comes out of retirement at age 70, rushes for 2,000 yards, and wins a Super Bowl. <laughs> I go, that would have to happen for me to say yeah. this has a chance. Can, can, can you come up with a name? I, I don't think, I mean, in terms, probably not. I mean, but to sort of piggyback your point, you mentioned his career was threatened, and obviously with the DUI. It's, yeah, drug addiction. Any, anything could have happened that night. You know, he was yeah, but how many, there's, there's been tons, I mean, it could have happened that night, but there's been tons. I throw that out because there's been, yeah. how many athletes have right. gone through For sure, that? No, 100%. DUI, 100%, 100%. All that kind of stuff. 100%. All the self-inflicted stuff, I throw that out because, uh, yeah, it's a humiliating thing and stuff happens, but, mm. but to me... I don't know how you measure it anyway. Yeah, like exactly. How do you measure something like that? And you guys are not wrong, and I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I think it's, it's the point is it's an amazing story. It's yeah. a remarkable comeback. And for golf, you know, I don't know where the comparison rises. It's obviously Ben Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the pictures of Ben Hogan's car after I got hit by a bus yeah. and the fact that the doctors told him he would never walk again, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that to me is yeah. a little bit more than serious than a back surgery. Right. But on the other side, do you know who knows what Ben Hogan had to go through you didn't have to go through but, some of the humiliation things. If, yeah, but if we're eliminating the humiliation and we're eliminating all the stuff that's self-inflicted, now the yips and whatnot are probably not self-inflicted. That you, you know, we don't know where they came from. Probably lack of confidence in the public eye. Those little, uh, the way the brain exactly. works and it's wired. Who knows? Or so he was saying different patterns. He was a different yeah, patterns. Yeah, yeah. But if we're only talking physical, then this is a slam dunk. What the greatest? Okay, if well, we're only talking physical, there's only one name you can go with. Nature Boy Ric Flair. <laughs> he survived the plane crash yeah. and won 16 world titles. I'm sorry. That's a car crash, hey, plane Nikki, crash. Nikki Lauda. That's, if you, that's if you count good. car drivers and <laughs> athletes. But, but in, in terms of just celebrating the moment, you know, yeah. talking to a lot of people, Tiger's more relatable to, to the average human yeah. being. You know, for, for years, Tiger was invincible. He was this guy who could do no wrong, and obviously right. everything happened. But, you know, to see the moment where – where he ran up and and um, and there was a mic that you could picking up yes. how loudly he was screaming when he picked up his son. Yeah, I watched that eight hours later and I honestly started crying. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. Yeah, and it's real. It's, and people it, love a comeback and people love redemption and people love uh, people who say they're sorry and own and something. yet and yet there are still a lot of people who have never forgiven him for, for what sure. happened and with his and, wife and all that. Right. Yeah, who still are tiger haters even through this win and some who can't accept the moment for what it is rather than take 100%. the guy out of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Scully, uh, we're just going to have to go on the record that Bob disagrees with Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, Adam Scully, and Mark Zucchino. Well, I mean, I, I never said it was the greatest comeback. I, oh, I, I was oh, just celebrating. Whoa. I was just celebrating. I, I never said. with Michael I Jordan never and said, Steph Curry as well? I, I, uh, no comment. Ah! <laughs> we're gonna have I'll to get cut, the We're going to have to cut his uh, bold <laughs> predictions and stuff out of his intrigue because he's fence-riding on this one. So. All right, on the other side, we'll do leaderboard updates from the world of golf. And there's a lot of golf going on in the world of golf. This is GTC. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit muskokabayresort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC as we wind down today's show. I want to give a shout-out to our friends uh, up at TXG Tour Experience Golf uh, in Toronto. was up there this week. Uh, man. That's just the uh, that's the best state of the art uh, practice uh, center we have and fitting center in, yeah. in the area. It's it's awesome and uh, uh, Swats, Ian, the whole crew up there. Thanks for uh, helping me out this week. That was great. Um, we did a little uh, shaft switch in my gapper mm. and uh, just, put a back. Go back to the wooden shaft. I, I, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's a telephone. Uh, we put a telephone pole in it. No, <laughs> oh. it's uh it's we're not Scully. We're not hitting it Scully length. <laughs> but uh, boy, I'm hitting it five wood length. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I'm flying it like two thirty five. Nice. Yeah, which is like huge for me with a hybrid. I was uh, I was at a, the Bayview Country Club simulators this week, and maybe they were a little jacked up, but I was hitting some crazy numbers. Yeah, but you hit that thing a mile though; it's ridiculous, and it, and it goes twenty feet off the ground and stays there. It doesn't usually <laughs> when something goes twenty yeah. feet off it the ground, it, bit, it yeah. hits the ground yeah, yeah. at some point, like around one hundred and forty yards. Yeah. He stays at twenty feet off the ground for two forty, and then runs forever like it's it crazy. stole something. It's crazy. Mm. All right, guys, let's get some uh, leaderboard updates brought to you by Oshawa Golf and Curling Club since 1906. The Homa Golf in Durham now offering trial memberships and unlimited access for 2019. To find out how you can be a member, join Oshawa Golf, or excuse me, visit oshawagolf.com, tradition, community, and golf. Bob, what is happening on the LPGA Tour? <laughs> I think join, by the way, is better. Yes, yes. (laughs) You're right. Yes. Well, it's exciting. Brooke Henderson uh, is one round away from joining a little select group of history Mm -hmm. Canadians. She would join would be Sandra Post, Mike Weir, George Knudsen, who all have eight wins. She is trying to defend her title at the Lotte Championship. Right now she's tied with Nellie Corda at 14 under par. And uh, Elena Sharp also made the cut. She's at back at uh, two under par. And a reminder for our listening audience, with no uh, Toronto Maple Leaf hockey tonight and no Raptor basketball yep. tonight, uh, the final round of the Lotte Championship is on tonight. Six-hour time difference, so she will tee, tee off right around 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern, Eastern time. time. Mm-hmm. The Mitsubishi Electric Championship on PGA Tour Champions. Scott McCarron, your leader through one round. Four under par. That's good for a one-shot lead over Bob May. And a three-shot lead over Jerry Kelly. And this is at the old uh, TPC uh, Sugarloaf in the the Atlanta area, which used to be home uh, to a PGA Tour event back in the day. Great track. Bob. Sugarloaf. Sugarloaf, baby. They were a great band. Don't call us. (laughs) We'll call you. (laughs) Green-Eyed Lady. (laughs) (laughs) Dating myself. Web.com, sir. The web.com, Robert Trent Jones Trail Championship. Robbie Shelton has a four-shot lead. Now, they're still finishing up the second round there, and some guys have a fair bit to play out there, but he right now is through two rounds at 12 under par. One Canadian so far on the docket to make the cut, and that is Ryan Yip. Right, that's the worst golf name of all time. Really by poor, and Adam poor Shank, yeah, and Adam Shank, Shank yeah. yes, yeah, They should play together at the Zurich. That's right. Team Yip and that Shank. That would be amazing. That would yeah. be the best. With, uh, with, with Duffy Waldorf as the the four caddy. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Craig Shankland is their teacher. Oh, good one, Randy. Good one. RBC Heritage is a stop on the PGA Tour. They have finally caught up, so uh, all players with uh, 36 holes in the books, they'll uh, quickly reshuffle and head uh, to the first tee for the final 36. Shane Lowry from Kings County, Ireland. He's got your lead, 9 under par. That's good for a one-shotter over Trey Mullinex at 8 under. A host of players at 7 under. Daniel Berger, where have you been, Daniel Berger? Mm. Emiliano Grillo. And Dustin Johnson, there again, just quietly plays well every week. That's, and Dustin Johnson and uh, and Sea Pines, yeah. <laughs> those two things don't go together and too much. What do else doesn't go together is his comments. Is there's a lot of things similar between Sea Pines and uh, Harbortown and Augusta. He's the only <laughs> player on the planet that would connect those two golf courses. And earlier this week, he was talking about all the similarities of Augusta National. It's complete opposite. They golf both have course. grass. Yeah, they both have yeah. grass. That's yeah. about it. They're both golf. Uh, Mackenzie yeah. Hughes. Adam Hadwin and Ben Silverman, all two under par, making it to the weekend. Nick Taylor also making it to the weekend at even par. Unfortunately, Corey Connors uh, is going to miss the weekend, but you got to think, guys, Corey is absolutely exhausted. And Roger mm-hmm. Sloan, with a rough start with an opening 82, uh, kind of shot himself out of the tournament early at uh, 13 over par. He will not make it to the weekend. Mm. All right, Bob, uh, have a great holiday. Thank you, yeah. yes, and enjoy uh, the beautiful uh, weather here we have today in southwestern yes. Ontario with rain, rain, and morning. I, actually, Sunday is supposed to be good, and I, mm. I just looked at the forecast for this area because I know a lot of golf clubs mm-hmm. opening this week. It's about going to be about 13, 14 degrees on Thursday and Friday, a little mm. sunny, so it's a little cool start to the season, but hey, we'll take it, right? Do you have an official opening day for uh, Friday at Weston? Weston? Well, Thursday is going to be the opening day, and Friday, I think, is the opening men's day. I just got a note on it today. Very nice. So the morning. 25th of April, Yes. Uh, as is Cedar Bray Golf and Country Club, the 25th of April. I don't have an opening date for Oshawa Golf Club yet. We'll get that this week. When's Bayview opening? Friday, April 26th. Friday, April 26th. 8 a.m. I don't know. The Toronto Hunt's going to go any day now. I was down there having dinner uh, last night. Now, mm-hmm. speaking of that, shout out to Mama Zacchino, my mm-hmm. mom, 76 today. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. mom. Wow. Love you. Yeah, we had her out for Happy dinner birthday. at the Toronto Hunt last night. So it was nice. a, a Zacchino dinner. It was an early dinner. Cause it's a family birthday dinner because yours birthday was yeah my birthday yeah, yeah. they, they surprised the twenty nine yeah. you guys are <laughs> there's a lot of April birthdays there's That's Bob right. myself yeah. my mom uh, wow. Heather's uncle is this wow. week uh, uh, tomorrow there are a lot of April birthdays my my buddy Bill uh, a lot a lot of uh, uh, April birthdays anyway uh, the Zacchino family went out for dinner last night and. Uh, it was uh, it, there wasn't a lot of pushing and pulling to move the, the dinner up. We wanted to be home in time, <laughs> so we were originally going to go for dinner at seven o'clock. Oh no! And then we went. There's no seven o'clock dinner tonight. We went for dinner at five o'clock. We went in the wow. blue hair club hour of dinner. <laughs> wow. It was the Del Boca Vista blue plate dinner special at the Toronto Hunt <laughs> Club, so we could all go rushing home, so we could watch the Leaf game in agony, and we all did. That's yeah. exactly what we did. And we just, you know, it's the most. Um, it's. I don't know why we do it to ourselves. It's the most uh, horrible experience yeah. in the world, getting oh. through three periods of Leaf hockey. Just, are we going to make it? No, are we if, if, make if it? I can, I, I would like to give a, give a quick Mama Skull shout-out oh, with Mama her Skull. wrist. So she broke she her wrist feeling? in February. Yes. The, the cast is off, Okay, doing a lot of swimming. Um, are look, we chipping and putting yet? No, looking at fall golf, probably. Fall, no chipping and putting even? No, no, Mama she, Skull. She's making a lot of progress. When though. is the parent-child? That's out of the question. Really? Yeah. It's also the but 
But having said that, it's also the Saturday of the Canadian Open this year. So oh, well. I, I wouldn't be able to play. So anyway. we'd be busy yeah. anyway now with the reshuffling. It's of all the meant to be. Yeah, it's amazing that the commissioner Jim Monahan did not uh, reach out to us and make <laughs> yeah. sure that there was no conflicts on the schedule. When uh, I'll, I'll be sure this. to text him. Yeah, yeah. and Lauren, I know Lawrence Jay, Applebaum uh, listens. Jay Monahan's going to be up here for the RBC Canadian Open. Is he? He's going to be the special guest at the Hall of Fame Day. Very oh, nice. Wow. And I, Lawrence Applebaum, who listens to the show on a regular basis, yes. I know like. Great to see Lawrence, and thank you, Lawrence, for hosting us at the Golf Canada night at mm-hmm. uh, at the Masters. Great to see you as always, and uh, continuing to do a great job. But shocked that he would not reach out to us to make sure there wasn't a child-parent conflict <laughs> on the new Canadian Open day. You know, you figure mm-hmm. the people, the higher ups at RBC, you th- would have been all over that. I would have yeah, assumed. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Not. that's okay. All right, Bob, you have a great holiday. Thank you, uh, Adam. You enjoy your uh, stag, I believe, this week. You have a stag ne- uh, next weekend. Next yeah, weekend, yeah, uh, yours yeah. truly off efforting at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans and <laughs> yeah. hopefully uh, shuffling home another Canadian win on PGA Tour Radio. Looking forward to yes. that. I, uh, yes. I'm staying right down in the French Quarter. Never been there before. Wow. Yeah, and if you're looking to travel, we're airing a very cool feature this week on Golf Talk Canada ah, Radio. Yes, we are. Uh, I, got, I was at Casa de Campo the week of the Players' Championship. Nice. And uh, was blown away. Mm-hmm. So we'll be running that week as well. Guys, thanks so much. Remember, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues this week. Bob Weeks Iron Set we're giving away. <laughs> Actually, not his. He's going to keep his in his bag. But you can play the same set as Bob. The TaylorMade M6 Irons. If you want forgiveness, if you want distance, this is the best iron on the market. We're giving away this week. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade giving away close to $20,000 worth of product throughout the year. The only way you can win, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. Happy birthday, Mom. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.